Welcome to Subject to Change with Stephen Lentz. I interview business owners and execs and take a look at who they are, what they do, and where they come from. There's no script. We talk about our businesses, passions, and anything else we want to. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Subject to Change. I'm Stephen Lentz, and today I'm talking with Ashley Schmitz. I almost said it wrong, and I shouldn't have because it's a common name, and I said it correctly all the other times I've said it, but Ashley is the owner of Each Penny Bookkeeping, and it was just a phenomenal human, and I'm excited to have her today. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm so wonderful. Thank you for having me today. No, thank you. So I'm curious, have you, I'm not a numbers person, right? I went to college, I did like the book smart thing, but I went into humanities to escape the numbers. So have you always like been interested with the math and numbers and like that kind of side or is this how how has that evolution into bookkeeping gone for you so the the weird thing for me is that no i have not always been into numbers my parents never talked about money i never knew anything my husband would cringe and i cringe just thinking about this but my first car that i bought was at a 27% interest rate and i thought that was fantastic so no <laughs> to answer your question i have not always been into numbers but i was my husband and i got married um and I, we were both in the military and when we moved up to the chicagoland area after we had both gotten out um, we were going to school and we had children and all of these things. And I thought that I wanted to be a nurse and the entrance exam up here in Illinois, you have to pass by a certain percentage. I kept failing three times by 0.7 or less to get into this nursing program. So I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do instead? And I was talking with a counselor and I was talking with my husband and my best friend actually was in accounting. And I'm like, hey, sure let's go into accounting. And so I went into, I got my degree in, um, I got my bachelor's in accounting. And as I was finishing up my bachelor's and we were buying our first house and having our third child, I was like, why not start a business too? And so that's what I did. I started each bookkeeping. My daughter is seven now. So I've been in business for over seven years and I just, that's what I fell into. And I've, I've learned that I absolutely love it and I love looking at numbers and I really love small businesses and they can really use each penny. My number, my, ne my name really meant something to me when we made it. So I wanted to be with small businesses. I wanted them to feel confident in me, in themselves, knowing what was going on in their finances. And when you're a small business, each penny counts. Um, so that's why I really chose the name and why I got into it. And I wanted to be a helper. I wanted to be a nurse, but obviously that's not where I was supposed to be, but I can help people in a way that they, in a way that they need so that they're able to grow their business. I love that. Well, there's a lot of things that stand out to me from that. One is that you're a glutton for punishment. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's have another kid. Yeah. Well, you know, after that I had another, so we have four total. <laughs> I went from zone to man to man and I said you know, I wasn't going back to zone I stopped it too so you're you're braver than I am you know the third one is just because we wanted a girl and the fourth one was a whoo so we just had to name him something really strong and I felt personally I was like I feel like he's going to be president one day I need to give him a real presidential strong name so Theodore Grayson came and there we go Oh, see, I thought you're, I could have sworn you're going to say Eagle, but <laughs> Theodore's good too. It's <laughs> <laughs> I like Theodore. Theodore's great. No. So first off, thank you for your service. Not to push that to second, but that should have been first. What branch were you and your husband in? Uh, we were both in the army. Okay. Yeah. My, I grew up military brat. So my dad was air force moved always domestic, but how long nice. were you both in for? 
No, we were in for three years. Okay. So is that like a post-college ROTC type thing or how did that? No, that was before college. We did that. We both were very young when we got into the military. We only stayed in for a couple of years. My husband actually deployed over to Iraq and he hurt his back over there. Um, and so he got out and then I got out because I kept having children. So nobody <laughs> wants to deploy when they're, you know, having children. So yeah, we both did just three years. That's fair. What was, and I'm always curious, right? Like growing up in the military and seeing that firsthand. And I mean, there's pros and cons to everything, but what was the driving force for you going into the military? Well, I'm a gut person and I was living in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm from Arizona originally. And when I was on my way to a job interview at 18 years old, um, I was driving down the road and I kept, I lived near, near Luke Air Force Base. And so there was an army and an Air Force recruiting station right next to each other where I was living and I was driving down the road and I just had this like pull to just turn in. And so I walk into an army um, recruiting station saying, hey, I want to join the Air Force. I was all dolled out for a job interview. I was like some reception thing or whatever. So I was all done up to the T's and the, the staff sergeant was like, okay, little girl, let, let's go join the army. And I'm like, sure, let's do it. And, um, <laughs> but then I met my husband day one of basic training. So it was, it was where I was supposed to be. I'm completely a gut and go with your intuition person. And so that's where I did it. And it's worked out so well so far. So I can't complain. That's very cool. Has you, does entrepreneurship run in your family? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So, I'm hoping that it'll be a good start <laughs> for four children. Yeah. So did, was your family like all on board with you? Like, Hey, I'm going to start my own bookkeeping business. And they go like, like, yeah, it's awesome. Or they just kind of puzzled with you know, doing your they own were thing. Like, what? You don't, you don't want a W2 and a work for somebody. And I'm like, no, no, I know. I have, I have a billion children that I need to raise. And, you know, I wanted to always have the flexibility. That's one thing that I love about entrepreneurship is that you have the flexibility to make your own schedule and I can get up super early and I can work and not that you can't do those things, but I have the ability to, you know, only work while my kids are in school. And when I have the flexibility to know that in the summer times, I only work certain hours so that we can still go to the zoo, we can play in the pool, we can go on vacation. I mean, I have four kids in four different sports. So my summer is jam packed with all of their things. And so it's just really nice to have that flexibility without having to ask permission because I'm a type A person and I don't want to ask somebody permission to be able to go live my life. So it worked out to be an entrepreneur. Oh, that's awesome. How were, and I like always getting kind of the origin stories and stuff. How were those first years of business for you? Rough, <laughs> really rough. <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing. Um, and my husband was working full time. Again, I had three kids at the time. So it was it was really interesting when you know nothing about a subject um, except for the basics. I mean, I was great with numbers. I knew exactly what I was doing. I could do somebody's books, but the whole thought behind and setting yourself out there and finding and finding different clients or finding referral partners or any of those things, it was a really hard time to figure that out. And it was a lot of trial and error, um, reading a lot of books, and just figuring it out, but it's going better now. That's awesome. Yeah. And obviously we were talking beforehand and no one gets to have access to that information because we're recording, but you'd mentioned that now you're seven years in, you've got 
staff working for you. So things are going well, you're doing well, you've, your clients are happy with you, right? I'm yeah. not going to, you, you see you had a retention rate of something. 96%. Very, yeah, 96. That's phenomenal. 96%. So obviously you're doing something right. Yeah, something, you know, it's, I think it's at the end of the day as being an entrepreneur, no matter what you're doing in your businesses, it's about the service that you deliver to people. And one of the things that I tell people from the get go, um, one, I will say it again, I go with my gut. If in a consultation call, I don't feel like we're right for each other. Your expectations are different than mine, whatever the case may be. I'm not going to take on somebody that I don't feel is a right fit, but to that, if um, if you deliver a really good service to people, people stick around. And my my book of business really does come from referrals. They come from my clients. Um, I will say that probably the one thing that I've had to implement over the past couple of years is not overwhelming people that I work with for referrals, but just asking the simple question of who's one person that you know that could benefit from this service? Because everybody knows one person that is similar in the same type of business that is going through the same things. There's somebody that you vent to. And if you just ask for one person, it doesn't overwhelm their brain into thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to go through my Rolodex and find this for this person. No, who's the one person that you know that could use my services and then reward them when they do that, when it's something that pans out and it helps you grow your business. Um, one, it makes them look like a rock star for giving them that referral, but two, it makes them feel good knowing that they're getting something back for just giving a name. So that's probably the biggest way that I grow my business is in referrals. That's awesome. And who would you say is your ideal client? Um, my ideal client is really just any small business owner, any small business owner that wants to grow their business. I really like working, um, with service-based businesses. I feel like if you, it's a lot harder when you have inventory and things that you need to keep track of, um, unless you have a really good CRM system in place, um, to do those things. I really like to work with service-based businesses. It's just a lot easier on my brain capacity, but a small business that, is ready to take a deep dive and thrive in their business is who I'm looking for. Nice. And for people who are like, you know, I've always used QuickBooks and I just kind of do my thing and they're looking at maybe offloading some of that work and they're not very savvy with, you know, the lingo of financial services, what would be the difference of a CPA versus a bookkeeper? So right now, actually, so I actually have the credentials to, so I'm actually an EA. Um, so it's an enrolled agent. I do taxes. I have all my certifications through the IRS. It's very equivalent to a CPA. The reason why I call myself a bookkeeper is because I like all the nitty ditty details of things. I really like to know your business. I like to go through your transactions, see where you're spending your money, make a plan. I feel like a CPA is just the person that you hand your taxes, your information to at the end of the year. And they're very reactive to what you did. A bookkeeper slash an accountant is somebody that's very proactive in your finances. That's working with you on a, you know, very regular basis, monthly, if not, you know, weekly about what's going on in your business. Why are you spending money? Where are these things that you're spending to? Are your accounting or your um, marketing dollars going into the right places? Can you shift, you know, if you're paying X, Y, Z and Z is not working, let's switch it to X and Y. Having that person that is in the nitty gritty with you, that's doing all of that legwork, but then is also holding you accountable to like, hey, let's, we're about vamping up. We're about making more money. How are we going to do that? I love that. And when it comes to that accountability with this financial person, almost 
like a fractional market, like financial person within a business, I guess. How often is your touch point with your client? Is it kind of like a monthly thing or biweekly or a quarterly? Like how often do you keep in contact with your clients and kind of help them along in that process? It depends on um, where they are in the process and who they are, honestly, as a business. I have clients that when you're onboarding, Onboarding takes a couple of months. That's, I think, the biggest thing that people don't understand because when I get into somebody's books, I don't just get in from, you know, December 6th. I'm going back to January 31st of that year or January 1st of that year, and I'm looking through everything. I'm making sure everything's ready for taxes. I'm making sure that your books are in the best possible light so that you're giving them over to your CPA, your EA, doing them yourself, whatever it's good, whatever it is, but making sure that you are in the best light. Um, and that everything is absolutely crystal clear. And so it's just really about making sure that that is happening for them. But it depends on the client and how how they are. I have clients that want to have it all cleaned up, don't want to talk to me and just know that they're making money and that it's set, that it's all handled and that their CPA can get their stuff at the end of the year. And if something's wrong, if something looks off, that's when they want to be contacted. I also have clients that, you know, I don't tell you, don't put time on my calendar. They all have a special link to be able to put time on my calendar. If they have any questions, they can text me, call me, email me. And I have clients too that I talk to once a month that I've been working or once a week that I've been working with for two years that still just want to be like, I need to be held accountable to this. I want to make sure my invoicing is done. This is where I'm spending marketing. Can we look at these things regularly so that I'm being proactive in all of the things that I need to be doing in my business? Um, so really, it's just a dependence on how they as a business owner work, not how I work. Nice. And so you said you are licensed for the tax return stuff as well. And so I'm assuming that you also provide that service to those companies and as well then. Correct. That is something that is provided. It's not in a, so I work with clients on um, at least a year retainer. And so with that year retainer, there's a monthly fee or a yearly fee that goes with that. Taxes are not included. That's a completely separate business, but because I'm the one doing your books, I know that everything's in order and I can provide you the tax services that go with it. So if you're looking for somebody to just do taxes, or if you're looking for somebody to just do bookkeeping or do both, it's a one-stop shop in my area, but it's um, really up to what your business needs. Very cool. And I know that COVID and the age of the internet has really shifted how this is done. Do you have in-person clients? Or are you completely remote? Do you um, have a I was completely. I was completely remote before it was cool. Um, <laughs> COVID actually really helped my business because I was 100% virtual from the get-go. Um, I didn't want anything in person. Um, everything can honestly, most people have a scanner. Everybody has the internet, has a computer and the ability to scan things in and email them. Um, I use a safe portal, like a secure portal that if any of the information needs to come through. So I honestly, I work from home and I love working from home and I don't see a single person come to my house. So That's it's wonderful. Cool. Yeah. What size of business do you think is kind of the right time when people are like, hey, you know, is this kind of the right thing for me? Is it like a certain dollar amount? Like, hey, you've made $200,000 this year. Is it like a profit amount or honestly, know, what size of business do you think should seek you? There is, I mean, honestly, if you're starting a business and you want to start off on the right foot, come and see me. If you're a 3 million gross business, 
come and see me um, because I feel like, so I have a couple of different packages, especially if you're in that startup phase of your business, you want to be doing things compliantly. You want to be on the right foot. I have a startup package where I get you set up in your QuickBooks. I get everything all set up for you. We do a couple of classes that teaches you the basics that you need to do to, for you to be able to do your books. There is check-ins that come with that throughout the year so that we know that everything's staying on track and that everything's going well. Hopefully you're growing in your business so that you can transition into somebody eventually taking that over for you. Um, but really the best time to start with somebody that knows what they're doing is the moment you decide that, hey, I want to get, get an EIN through the IRS. Best time. <laughs> Perfect. So, and again, like re prefacing things that people haven't heard of, but we had mentioned that you have like a free overview of finances or something like that. What is, what is that thing yeah, that you so offer? Um, for small businesses, one of the things that I do, I do a free overview. We um, have a onboard, not an onboarding call, but a compliance call where we will go over what are the um, steps and procedures that you have in place right now. And then I give you just a couple of tips on how to make it even better. Things that you can be doing, switching in your business so that you are compliant, that you are up to date, that you are making the most out of your money. So we'll do a financial overview of the practices that you already have in place so that you can know that you're on a good track. That's very cool. And where would someone go to uh, either find you or find that resource? Um, on my website, eachpennybookkeeping.com, there is a lead form that you just fill out. And on it, you can click the compliance checklist, and then you are able to set up a call, and we can get that going. That's cool. And how did you come across each penny bookkeeping? Um, my husband and I, when we were again, you know, going into this, getting my business and everything set up, I really wanted a business name that meant something to small businesses and each penny counts to each business owner when you are small and you are looking at every single penny that's going in and out of your business, each penny counts, each penny can make a difference. So that's why I chose it. That's very cool. And one, one more time, drop that uh, website again. It is eachpennybookkeeping.com. Two O's, two K's, two E's in bookkeeping. <laughs> I just listened to Charlotte's Web audiobook and when the goose like spells terrific, he like repeats different parts of it. And that just reminded me of that. Yeah. Not that it has anything to do with anything. It was like double E, double R, 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 double I, F, F, F. And yep. it's like, ah. <laughs> you would be very surprised at how many people mess up the word bookkeeping when they're typing it in. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, especially if you have words in your uh, website that they bookend the same letter. Like I have Ocelot Traffic. And so yeah. people leave out one of the T's because Ocelot and Traffic meet. And yeah. Like, uh, what's wrong? I'm like, well, did you spell it? <laughs> yeah. I do have Each people like that also. No, I love that. Um, Ashley, is there anything that, before we end, is there anything that you wish I had asked you or that you wanted to revisit or that you, you know, got down a tangent or something, that an epiphany that came to you? Anything that you wanted to revisit? I would say the one piece of advice that I give to small business owners is, and I feel like I come across this a lot when I'm having like consultations and whatnot with new business owners, small businesses, all of this, is that your finances don't have to be scary. Um, they're a tool, they're a resource. Money is something that is going to help you grow and it is never something that you should be ashamed of. Um, a lot of people feel guilt or resentment or, you know, shame when it comes to money because they don't know what they're doing. And I believe I said at the beginning of this, that I was proud of a 27% interest rate when I first started. So <laughs> 
you know, come, it comes with knowing somebody that can help you, that can guide you. And somebody that should be in your corner is somebody that loves your business as much as you do. And so when it comes to starting or looking at your finances, the first step is to just take one, just be bold, be proud, and just do it and do it to your best ability. So that's awesome. And also, I guess the other question that goes into that is how does a bookkeeper save business money? Because you mentioned like helping them find money and stuff, but how does how does bookkeeping help that? Well, so, you know, every person does this, but when you sign up for a subscription and you're paying $12.99 a month and it's just automatically coming out of your checking account and it's just drawing, drawing, drawing. People as small business owners, and I've been guilty of it also, you sign up for something and you're like, oh, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this tool. And you sign up for the monthly subscription. You completely forget about it. Six months goes by a hundred dollars later and you haven't used something you've wasted a hundred dollars and something that can be very helpful in that is having somebody that is looking at your finances. Why are you paying for this subscription? One of the things that I love to do very regularly when I'm connecting, because I send financial reports and, you know, questions to my clients monthly, whether they answer them or not is up to them. But I send it to them monthly and I will ask like, hey, I see you sign up for a new subscription. How is that going? Do you like using Jasper? Is Keep working out for you? How are these different things going? Um, just so that it keeps a little running in their head that, hey, oh, I did sign up for that subscription. And then if I notice that they're you know, still paying for it and they haven't responded to me on that, I'm asking them these questions because that's money that you could be saving using towards something else, paying yourself as a small business owner. Let's, let's do that some more. And so just making sure that they're staying accountable, finding those little things that you're paying for, saving every penny that you can is really where a good bookkeeper comes into play for you. That's very cool. Do you subscribe to the like profit first uh, structure or do you have like um, so, a different structure when it comes to like, I mean, I kind of do, I do a couple of different things. I have like my own mix of stuff out over the years that I really like to do. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely love that people keep budgets. Um, I use a couple of different personal and business softwares for that. And then I've looked, I've done profit first. I really do enjoy the model of, you know, making sure that you have income when you have income coming in, certain percentages going into different buckets. That's really not always for everybody, but I will say the one thing that I do tell every single client, the first thing that we want to do when looking at your finances, because small business owners have a tendency to pay their bills first, but their first bill should be them. They should be paying themselves first. You are in this business because you need to make money. You want to make money. Your, your other bills can live with it. You have to live within your means after you pay yourself for your business. So that's one of the first things that I like to work on with clients is making sure that they're getting paid and then we'll figure out the rest of your bills. That's very cool. Awesome. Well, I'll ask it one more time since we kind of got tangible. Is there anything else before we close uh, one more time that you want to revisit? No? Feeling good? No, I think I'm good. I love it. That was awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for being on Subject to Change. And everyone else, if you're looking for a bookkeeper and someone to do your taxes, I think you found a very good person to come look at. So eachpennybookkeeping.com. And thank you for listening. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Subject to Change. Please like, subscribe, leave a review of our podcast. And if you have any questions, if there's a business you would like to see featured on our podcast or a niche or something you want to learn about, drop us a message or an email and let us know. Be happy to, to interview someone and answer those questions. Thanks again for listening.